every youngster here on the Michigan team has dreamt of the day that he someday would play on a championship team and come to the Rose Bowl and play in the granddaddy of them all. Hello all, welcome to episode 2 of the week of Divine Intervention. I'm Derek Devine. Joining me as always Craig Compton. First and foremost, check us out on Wolverine Sounds. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes by searching Wolverine Sounds. We're here to talk about Michigan-Maryland, Michigan on the road, 3.30 at Maryland, BTN. Craig, it's one of those games where you think Michigan should, should dominate like they did in the last two weeks, but obviously you never know in November, you never know in college football, but Maryland's a team that has allowed a lot of offense, uh, and, and Michigan is a team that's looking to prove themselves on offense. What do you see in this one? Yeah, Maryland giving up 433 yards a game, 258 of that through the air, 174 of that on the ground. Uh, I see just another big running game for Michigan. I don't think that they're going to come out throwing the ball. They may throw it a little bit more than they did this past weekend, but I, I see a big heavy, heavy running game, maybe two guys over 200 yards this week. Yeah, that would be great if we could see the, the production that we've seen on the ground. Obviously, 371 yards total last week. Uh, very impressive numbers. Uh, Karan Higdon's been playing out of his mind. Chris Evans had uh, the best game we've seen him have as a Michigan Wolverine. And the one thing that we did talk about this week is Brandon Peters and, and kind of the, the lack of opportunity he's had. Part of me sees this game as a big opportunity for Brandon Peters to and the receivers who have struggled all season as well. Uh, to to take advantage of a, a secondary in Maryland that's not only depleted but not playing uh, great football. When you're allowing 250 yards through the air, you've got to think that Jim Harbaugh lets Brandon Peters take a shot, something he hasn't done at all this season. Yeah, I as much as it wouldn't surprise me to see two Michigan backs over 200, uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see at least one receiver have a big game. I think that Michigan is going to be all over Maryland in this one, so... I totally expect a lot of offense, who that comes from this week. It's really up for grabs every week, just like it's been all season. Yeah, we talked about somewhere around 15 attempts. Uh, if Brandon Peters can complete 60 to 70% of those. Really, Craig, if you can get those in the first two Michigan possessions, uh, you really don't need to see Brandon Peters much more if, of course, Michigan's playing great defense, uh, gets the ground game going, and can run away with this thing. I think that's kind of a best-case scenario. We see more of Peters. We see the run game dominate, and we see Michigan blow out a team that, that they should handily beat. So one of the things I will say, though, is is Michigan, I don't want to say overlooks this game in, in preparing for Wisconsin-Ohio State, but this does feel like maybe a trap game, a game where you've come off of two really good games, maybe forgetting that they were lesser opponents, and, and could you possibly get stuck against a team like Maryland? Yeah, I don't know that that Maryland has enough to pull off the upset, but I do think um, everybody expects this to be a blowout by Michigan. Uh, I do think that DJ Durkin could keep it close for Maryland. Um, definitely has that feel of don't look ahead to the next game. Michigan coming off those two big wins could be ranked um, back in the rankings and feeling pretty good about themselves so definitely look out uh i'm glad it's not a night game because if it were a night game i definitely would be worried it is a 3:30 kickoff which does still scare me a little bit but i think michigan will handle this one 
So Maryland's not looking great in their last five. Only one win against Indiana. They won 42-39. to They most recently lost to Rutgers. Obviously a team that looks better than the Rutgers of old. Um, got killed by Wisconsin, killed by Ohio State, and then lost by two touchdowns to Northwestern. Michigan's predicted to win by at least two touchdowns. Something that, again, I think we both can agree on. And, and really, the way I see it is the quicker Michigan can run away with this thing, uh, the easier it is, obviously, the more the more chance for a win, but uh, the more confidence that, that guys have. And, and the reason I would like to see Michigan run away with it, one, I'm a Michigan fan. I'd like to see Michigan pound any team they play. Two, I'm actually an advocate for for letting some other younger guys get some opportunities. I think of a Kareem Walker in the second half and Michigan's up two or three scores. Uh, I think of, I mean, we talked about uh, Alex Malzahn, like, Maybe he plays more. Maybe John O'Corn gets some more time. I would love to see a game where Michigan can put away a team uh, and kind of stay away from injuries, uh, rest some guys up, obviously, with the, uh, the heart of their schedule uh, ending it at Wisconsin and against Ohio State. What do you think about that? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think going into the season, looking at the schedule, um, there are some big games along the way, but I think everybody's eyes went to these last two weeks of the season um, the Wisconsin and Ohio State game. So I think that the faster we can get this game wrapped up and get on to, well, I almost said on Wisconsin there, but um, <laughs> the faster we can get on to those games, the better. So I think the first two possessions are the biggest ones for Michigan in this game. If they can get out and jump all over Maryland, uh, I think they should walk through this one. Obviously, we hope that happens. I do think the narrative has changed, and maybe it's because of the last two weeks, uh, because uh, as much as Michigan fans don't seem to always have a short memory, at, at some points we do. And to think that maybe three, four weeks ago you might be concerned about a Maryland game, that we're even having the conversation that will the starters sit after the first half really shows how much more the Wolverines have not only shown in the last two weeks, but how we kind of change our emotions very regularly as Michigan fans. Yeah, I think that, man, I was thinking about this today and just hats off to this team and this coaching staff. How easily would it have been for them to just fold after that Penn State game? Um, You thought maybe after the Michigan State game they were so deflated that, man, this season was just about to go down down the crapper. And um, you see teams all the time kind of fall apart like that. I think about... Even Michigan State last year, I refuse to think that they were as bad as their record says. Uh, I think that they just had some guys that didn't buy in completely, and when things started going south, they went south quickly. Um, that could have easily been the case for Michigan this year, but they've battled back 7-2 and two record right now. Um, I know we talked about it uh, on a podcast last week or a couple weeks ago about how 10-3 and three is totally doable for this team. Um, and they definitely showed against this against Minnesota this past weekend that they still want to win. They still think that they are a great team, um, and they're coming to battle every Saturday. Yeah, and obviously to to make it to ten and three, you've got to start this weekend. It is Brandon Peters' first road test. Uh, not maybe the toughest place to play, especially when you think of teams in the Big Ten. But it's also not a home game, and so. Uh, he comes in uh, at home uh, against Rutgers. He starts against Minnesota at home. He is on the road. This is a new challenge, as every week will be a new challenge because the week after this, it is a tough road game, and the week after that, it is a big rivalry game. So Brandon Peters, this Michigan team in general, has a has a nice chance to make a statement on the road uh, against a lesser opponent and hopefully build the confidence they need 
moving forward to Wisconsin. I would say, again, those chances through the air, I would just love to see something in those first two possessions. Uh, and, and again, I would love to see uh, Brandon Peters really take a shot downfield. I know that you're an advocate of that as well. Uh, but at the same time, I'm so mixed because part of me loves that Harbaugh seemingly doesn't show off all of his playbook. Sometimes at the beginning of the season, we feel that way and we think he should open it up. And then when he opens it up, we talk after Michigan State that, hey, they need to simplify it. They're doing way too much, running too many formations. Late in the season, when a team finally seems to be building how we thought they would, how they thought we would be, sorry about that. I think that this is another opportunity for Harbaugh to kind of keep it simple uh, and then obviously open everything up against Wisconsin and Ohio State the two last weeks of the season. Yeah, it's just kind of funny you mentioned when they do one thing, everybody thinks they should do another, and when they do that, then they think they should go back to how it was. Um, I think that's really just the story of the whole year. I think everybody just needs to take a step back and realize that they're not coaches. They're definitely not coaches of this football team. And they're not players on this team. Um, it's easy from your couch to call plays and, and think you know what's best for the team. But I think about even like this weekend watching or this past weekend watching Minnesota um, come out of the gates and, and run and throw at Mike McCray and Noah Furbush and be able to beat them consistently. And it's easy to say, man, get those guys out of there. But at the same time, we don't know what's going on at practice all week. We don't know what they put in in the offseason. We don't know the the conversation they're having on the field those guys might be so out of this world smart when it comes to football that they actually are helping all those young guys so there's so many unknowns that you you can't tell from your couch and so I just I'm looking forward to a, a, a good game and you know what if Michigan wins I'm happy I don't I don't care about um, how big they win or how they do it at this point after a few big losses this year and and kind of stepping back and reevaluating myself as a fan and realizing that's all I am. As long as Michigan gets the W this weekend, that's what I really care about. Yeah, one of the great things is we get to sit back and relax and we don't have the coaches of stressing as, as stress as coaching as we aren't coaches, we aren't players, we don't have to worry about making a bad play. I mean, we might fumble some chip and dip on, on the couch and every week. Yeah, I mean, sometimes there's unforced errors there as well, but at, at, at the end of the day, we sat back, watched Michigan hopefully beat uh, Maryland as they should. Again, we both agree that they are a sizable favorite, and I think we both are on the same page. If you can take three straight wins into Wisconsin uh, two weeks from now, things will look a lot better. Uh, and I think that the fan base is already happier than they have been. Maybe it's all Brandon Peters. Maybe it's because they've beaten up on lesser opponents. But Definitely a more positive feel than we felt uh, against the, the week after Penn State and then especially after that brutal loss to Michigan State. Craig, any more thoughts uh, this weekend as we watch Michigan-Maryland? No, I think you hit it, hit the nail right on the head. I think that they, just the feeling around Michigan football right now is a complete 180 than what it was a few weeks ago, and rightfully so. I mean, after that Penn State loss, definitely a bad way and definitely – seeing how guys reacted um, on the field and even on the field after the game, certain motions that certain players did. Uh, you don't want to see that out of any of those guys. So definitely, definitely excited for where this Michigan football team is headed for this week, the rest of the year, and in the next few years to come. But, again, can't get too far ahead of ourselves. I think 
other teams in the Big Ten like Penn State and maybe even Ohio State maybe just caught themselves in that trap. And so if we can just take it one game at a time and worry about this week's opponent, we're, we're one step ahead of the game. I'm right there with you. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Divine Intervention. We'll catch you next week, hopefully talking about a Michigan win over Maryland on the road. Until then, go Blue.